1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Mavs Moneyball After Dark. This is Kirk Henderson and Josh Bow. You're joining us at exactly according to my computer, 11, 11 p.m. Everybody make a wish. My wish is the Mavs <laughs> win a game. Because they just got beat by the Golden State Warriors 109 to 100 How are you doing, Josh?
2: Uh I'm hanging in there. Um I had a I've been out as I said before our last podcast, I was out of town for a wedding uh this past weekend, so I missed game two. And we decided to take the early flight at 6am this morning, which meant a 3am wake up call Ugh. the night after a wedding that ended at like 1230. So we got like three hours of sleep, and I'm which is big. almost worse. Yeah. Uh, I wish we could have just stayed up the whole time. But I couldn't, I just physically couldn't. Um, yeah. And then I had to set like 35 alarms and then got back and tried to nap as much as possible before the game started. Um and yeah, it was disappointing to come back. Come back, and that's and you know the game I'm away from, and, and this game uh, go the way they go. I do want to kind of like just anecdotally, um, the, the wedding I went to. It was you know a lot of college, high school, I mean even pre high school friends. It was a lot of old old time friends we got together. And the wedding was on a Saturday, so Friday uh, after the rehearsal dinner, since we were on the East Coast, uh, you know the the meant the Mavs game didn't start till nine uh, where we were at. Isn't that shit but, terrible? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that is terrible. But it actually ended up working out because after the you know all of the wedding stuff for Friday was over by the time the Mavs game started, so uh we decided to, uh, the the group i was staying with in our airbnb rental house were like hey let's have everyone that's here come over and let's watch the game and and have a good time and it's kind of funny like we had a bunch of people at the house and it was awesome and uh it was like a nice little party party we were having and the energy was high cuz the mavericks were were kicking ass and then that second half happened and i swear to god Like, five minutes after that game, everyone kind of left and went to bed uh, because everyone was so dejected about that Mavs game. And I feel like we just kind of had that dejected, hungover energy coming into game four. uh, It was disappointing. Well, there's a a whole lot
1: we could talk about, but I did a a quick dive. Like, the third quarter is where the Mavs have gotten annihilated. But secretly, what actually happens is Steph Curry returns at about the four minute mark of the second quarter and the Mavericks have been getting detonated. Um, Tonight they were outscored 14 to five in the final four minutes of the third In game two, even though they closed halftime up, um, up by 14, the Warriors made a huge run to close that uh, to make it somewhat respectable. And then in game one, they also lost 14 to 10. And if, for those of you who aren't, super math wizards, if you score 14 points in four minutes, that's the equivalent of 168-point pace. Um, Dallas got really worked in these minutes, and it sort of set a tone for what would happen to them through three games. It's been three straight third quarters where they've just they they've flat-out gotten beat. And in game two, and we wrote about this, we covered this extensively, Jason Kidd sort of let them – you know piss in the wind in game three he called a timeout at the two minute mark to try to stem the tide didn't help um and the Warriors came out firing in the third quarter he called a timeout as well still didn't help um so you know for the people who have been angry with me for my you know just sort of pointing out that he didn't call a timeout and me wishing that he would um it did not matter tonight, because what the Warriors do through a process element on offense has simply ground the Mavericks to dust. and I I don't really know how to talk about it because the the there's two elements of this. like their overall offensive strategy has beat the shit out of the Mavericks, and then their final six minute murder Luca to death strategy of the fourth quarter has also really sucked. And I don't know how to talk about these two things because I feel like they're two very different elements. And one of them, like one has one fix, meaning the Mavericks need some more depth and they also probably just need to, to, you know, have better bigs who don't get out rebounded to death. And then the Lucas strategy comes to him, frankly, just being in supreme shape. Um, Steph Curry has has just ran laps around him in, in that regard, regardless of how well he scored. And it's not a criticism. Like this is different than early in the season when we're talking about how he looks terrible. Steph Curry is like a one of one athlete in terms of like physical fitness. The man probably he, he's 180 pounds. He just runs around all the time. Luka's 235 to 250 pounds. It's a different kind of athlete. I don't mean this in that way. I'm talking about like if he's going to get hunted, he has to become somewhat passable and he has been at elements at times in these playoffs. In these previous two games, he has not been. What do you think, Josh?
2: I I see your point about the conditioning. Uh, you know, that does need to get better. I think that that honestly needs to get better like on the defensive end. Like yes, that, that's, that's where yeah, yeah that's gonna we that's gonna be where, where I agree with you there. That's where it needs to get better. Um and it's just this is tough because they've made this run, you know, playing a certain style, and they won the got, math game. Yeah, and I and I've and I've gotten a lot of comments saying like, why aren't they changing this up? And seeing a lot of tweets and and things like, well, why do they keep doing this? Like, why are they shooting so many threes? Why why are they doing? You know, why is is Luca controlling the ball so much? And why are they doing this And it's like that's how they got here. Like. That's how they won against Utah and that's how they won against Phoenix. And that's how they had their miraculous stretch uh, to close the regular season where they were the second best team in the NBA in the year of 2022. Like Uh it was this loop. this roster is built for Luca to dominate the ball and create three point shots and for spot up shooters to hit those shots. And then on the other end of the floor, by controlling the tempo with the way they play on offense uh, to play sound half court defense. And, you know, asking for a pivot like it doesn't exist on the roster <laughs> like there's just, this is just how they have to play and unfortunately that means Luka can look a little ragged by the end of these games because I mean it's just an unsustainable usage it's an unsustainable uh, workload uh, in terms of the on the when you include the defensive end uh, and then you you know it's it's unsustainable for the role role players I mean you just can't have Finney Smith and Bullock play Average forty-two to forty-three minutes a night for uh, a month stretch. You know that's basically how long they've been playing in the playoffs now, a little over a month now, and not expect you know the wheels to fall off eventually. uh And you know, it's just I'm just looking at these games, and it's like, yeah, there's like these little things we can talk about the offensive rebounding, you know, Luca's efficiency, and, and how he can improve defensively, what the other guys can do, you know, the role players. But it just comes down to like this is just a team that. Uh, played a certain style really well and, and kind of fit into a groove to, to make them successful. And they've just kind of ran out of juice against the far, far, far more talented team. And I, you could say Phoenix was also a far, far more talented team, but, there's a big difference in the uh, mental aptitude of the Suns players and the Warriors players. Like it feels like the Mavericks have finally run into a team that isn't going to melt down and beat themselves. Like the the, the Warriors
1: also just put a ton of rim pressure on, like they're known as a three point shooting team, but almost all of what they do from the three point line starts at them just crushing you at the rim. And Time and time again, in the third quarter, I saw one Maverick player, another, it really can't be pinned on any one guy, make a mistake at the wrong time, which got forced another defensive rotation, which led to an open look. I mean, Draymond Green, there are a lot of Mass fans out there who think Draymond Green sucks. Draymond Green is lacking a few specific skills, but he is one of the best basketball players I have ever seen. Period. Yep. He does so many things well that allow him to stay in the game in spite of not being able to shoot. His hands are enormous. He goes and gets rebounds. He pushes. He makes the pass at the right time, you know, Our buddy Matthew Phillips at Mavs Moneyball is right. The man fouls like nobody's business. But if you can get away with it, it's not a foul. And (laughs) he just, he does so much stuff which, which contribute to team basketball. And he fits with that team very, very well. And it's, it's just, it's, it's crazy to watch. I, I, yeah. The defensive stuff for the Mavericks, I think, is probably the most frustrating for us in the sense of they played defense so well only to get, really worked to death is very frustrating because a couple of guys have had really bad series and I don't think it's necessarily their fault Bullock and Dorian have looked like guys who have played 40 plus minutes a game for a month and a half do you know what I mean
2: yes definitely and I think uh, I can't remember someone on Twitter I'm sorry I'm not attributing it to you but talked about posted us like that they're the th- what are they, the third and fourth most, or, or first and fourth most, and miles traveled in the playoffs? Uh, something <laughs> like that. Crap. Yeah. I, I can't, if you want, if you want to give me like a little, a little time, I can find it specifically. I think well, it's... I'll
1: just th- look for a second because I'll rip yep. on this. Yes. Go ahead. Go go. How we talk about these guys on defense needs to also directly into how we talk about them on offense, where Dorian has played since about game four against Utah, has simply not played very well. He's hit some shots, but I think both of them have hit sort of the, the empty factor, where they're both playing really, really hard. But at a certain point, your body just can't go anymore, and the Mavericks don't have another person to play minutes. Frank Nilikina has shown why he has not been able to make much of an impact on an NBA team, because despite being a pretty good defender, the other team does not care that he exists on offense. Josh Green didn't get minutes tonight. Josh Green is not ready for this team. Josh Green would be much better served getting a whole bunch of minutes for another team, which is why, you know, not to be petty, but going back to the start of the year, Josh and I didn't understand why Mr. Green didn't play in summer league. He was tired from the Olympics is what the line was. Well, he didn't play in the Olympics. He sat on the bench. It's neither here nor there for the big picture stuff, but it's just the Mavericks are are kind of they they've simply ran out of gas. And yeah. it was it was a little bit that lead, you know, their their poor defense tonight and really the series is twofold because one Golden State runs a hell of an offense and requires guys to run around. And so in that respect, the fact that we've not been blown out three state straight games is really fascinating. But in another respect, it's just, it's too hard for me to be mad at them on the defensive end. The offensive stuff, I am frustrated with both of them by because we're talking wide open looks, and maybe we'll circle back to that in a second. But in defense, I'm just kind of like, man, we're at the Western Conference finals and they're getting burnt by Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, Draymond Green. What are you going to do?
2: Yeah. And I got the tweet. It uh, was posted by, uh, I think, a mutual follower of ours, Kenny. I'm going to ruin his last name. I think it's either Bybee or BB. Oh, yeah, Uh, Kenny is awesome. Yeah, Kenny has been a longtime follower and supporter of the site. Uh, Love him and love his interactions uh, that we have. So for Dorian and Bullock, um, (laughs) it's kind of unbelievable. For the playoffs, Reggie uh, ranks first in minutes played. Dorian ranks third in minutes played. And in miles traveled, Reggie ranks first and Dorian ranks second among all playoff players. So I mean they're that that's it right there. I mean they're just it's it's a huge amount of minutes. Uh it's an unsustainable workload when you can sit like they just there's not another player on the roster that mim- that even comes close to mimicking what those two do. And then when you have Maxi Kleba turning into a pumpkin uh as well, I mean it just it's a trickle down effect that they just They just don't have enough bodies. And, you know, the defense is very – it is frustrating at times. The Warriors were 21-28 of in the restricted area. I mean, it's felt like a layup line for most of this series. But a lot of it I feel like it just keeps coming back to the offensive end. And it's – like they just – they're getting – for three games, the fact that they're down 0-3, I mean, I really only feel like the second half of game two – and maybe parts of the third quarter of game three is when I felt like the process was bad on the offensive end. I mean, they're generally getting good looks from three. This really reminded me of game one. Yeah, it really on did. Offense, yeah.
1: Just great, great process
2: and guys not able to hit. I just don't know. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Uh, the not so Mavericks players not named Dinwiddie. Brunson and Doncic, uh, if I'm reading this right, they combined for 11 points. Um, that's that's six players. Your six other players. So I think nine players played. Uh, your six others besides your big three, your point three point guards combined for 11 points. I mean, man, it's brutal. And we're t- I, I want to talk about Draymond a little bit more. I just want to make a point because you you kind of stirred this in my head when you talked about how good he was. It's such a when you're watching these two teams play and you see you know when Draymond only had 10 and five, uh 10 points and you know Dorian only had 9 points and but there's such a stark difference in how those two play on the offensive end obviously Dorian's more of a shooter Draymond's not but it's just like when Luka is getting the defensive attention and if they're doubling or if they're playing really tight or they're switching and and the ball gets to Dorian, if it's not an open three, the offense just kind of just – he just keeps kind of hot potatoing the ball around the perimeter and the offense doesn't really go anywhere. With, Dor- with Draymond, like he can't shoot and he's not a shooter and he's not really a, a scorer either. But the way he's able to just attack space with his drives and his passing just opens things up so much to a degree that the Mavericks don't really have because it, only, it feels like the only three guys that can do anything are the three point guards. And those guys just have the ball in their hands so much that they're always starting or initiating. Like these kickouts that go to Bullock or Finney-Smith or Kleba or Bertans or Nilakina in his limited minutes, they just don't go anywhere. And on the opposite end, the Warriors, when they're kicking it out to Wiggins Draymond, Poole, those guys are doing stuff with the ball in their hands, and it goes to show that like how this roster is built. And when you're the Warriors, and when Steph, Clay, and Dre are your three best players, and two of those guys, you know, Clay might have fallen off a little bit, but before Clay got hurt, he was certainly an all-defense guy. Draymond's obviously he's one of the greatest defenders in the history of the league, and Steph is adequate enough. He still gets hunted, but he he works uh, on that end of the floor. When you've got that from your best players, when you've got two way ability from your best players, you can fill the gap. Like Wiggins isn't always, he can be a space cadet on defense. Poole is not a great defender either, but they're so good offensive players, and the Warriors' best players are so malleable that they Mm -hmm. can just kind of fill in the gaps. Like I think I said this in Slack. I was like, okay, imagine if you put Wiggins and Poole on the Mavs and took away. Dorian and Bullock the defense would be a disaster because the Mavericks two best players are Brunson and Doncic and both those guys fight on the defensive end but you wouldn't consider any of those guys uh like elite two-way players where the where the where the Warriors have Draymond who's an elite defender and, and then Steph is a great shooter like I don't know. It's just, you're just seeing the cracks uh, of the roster show well, in the series, but it's not, but it's the Western Conference finals. And, yeah. You know, it's, so it's hard to get too mad about it right now.
1: That, that, I think I've surprised people with that. Like, I got a little pissy online today for a variety of reasons, mainly to do with being tired, but also because this coaching staff managed to get this performance from the same roster we saw die against the Clippers twice in a row, like truly withering on the vine where Maxi and Dorian became absolute pumpkins against the Clippers. Now Maxie and Dorian, this may shock some people have become absolute pumpkins, but in the Western conference finals. <laughs> so I'm trying to like, am I mad about that? No, it's a question of expectation versus reality to where, you know, I was talking about this with Samus Fendiari, not to plug myself, but Kevin O'Connor had me on on the void for, for uh, on the Ringers mismatch feed. And I said, you know, the Warriors' fifth best player is a $40 million wing in Andrew Wiggins, you know, because I think pool is more important to what they do, and then Draymond, Steph, Clay, et cetera. You know, if you're going to argue with me about that, it's not the point. And then Otto Porter, who comes off the bench, is a former number three overall pick. Andrew Wiggins' number one overall pick. The Warriors have a depth of talent that the Mavericks cannot touch. And again, I don't want to do this right now for the why, but the Mavericks have not assembled a depth of talent around Luka for reasons that Josh and I have talked about for years. It's simply a matter of Jason Kidd and the Igor Kokoskov and this entire coaching staff, you know, and, and then, you know, the, the new GM, they managed to squeeze blood from a stone that I didn't think was there and they're to be commended for that. And so, you know, I, I kind of expect the Mavericks will win game four. I don't think they go out sad quite like that. Um, but it's, it's a question of, you know, am am I really mad about Dorian only hitting two threes all series after hitting a bajillion in the first two rounds, not Dorian maxi. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't think I am. Am I a little frustrated that he's been beaten on defense? Like he's never played <laughs> defense before. Yeah, but it's a question of, of you know, of, of expectations. And it's just such a weird position to be in because I don't, you know, like I'm reading these kids, these quotes from Jason Kidd. And they're very much happy to be here quotes. And like my initial read, and this is when you were talking earlier, my initial read was like, fuck this like I don't want to hear that from the coach but then I'm sitting here thinking about it and I'm like god he might be right like this is <laughs>
2: like, like it, 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 I'm- go ahead uh, it's a difficult balance to strike because obviously you know they haven't done anything in the playoffs for 11 years and now they're in the western conference finals which as a franchise they've only been this is what their fifth appearance as a franchise in the western conference finals so you can't, you know, you just can't knock that and get too down about it to a degree, no matter how this series goes. Yeah. But on the other end, you know, it's... <laughs> Luca and Brunson are the only two building blocks. Um, you know, Finney-Smith, Bullock, Powell, Maxi, and Dinwiddie are, are either, and he, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr., who's hurt, not playing. Those guys are either, you know, all in the 28 to 30 range. Like, the, the development there, like, it this isn't a team of 22 to 25 year olds that are going to all play together for most of their careers and grow together. Like there's going to be some changes and I'm sure, you know, if Nico Harrison can come in in his first season and trade Christophs Przingis before he's even seen him for a full season. uh, I mean, I don't doubt that he's ready to make, you know, he's not going to be sentimental about some of these other pieces in terms of if they need to make moves to get better as a team. So On one hand, yes, like you, they, the Mavericks, like Lucas specifically and Brunson, the two guys that you know are going to be here for a while, they need to learn and take their lumps and and understand what they need to be by seeing that Warriors team on the other side of the floor, like what level they need to get to. But past that, it's more like, okay, this is kind of more of like a learning experience for the front office in terms of, okay, now we need to know what we need to build because not to be a downer, again, I can't imagine that this roster looks anywhere near what it looks like now in two to three years because Lucas twenty three and yep. these other guys are, are twenty nine, like or it's older. Just, yeah, or it's older. just it's just like there's no getting around that. Like Maxi Kleba is not going to be this, the 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 closing five on this team when he's thirty four years old. Like no. the team's no. going to change. It's just yeah. it just has to.
1: Yeah, and. I mean, we're talking like the series is over, but I know, I know. for context, everybody, like historically, no one ever come back. Yeah. yeah, no one has ever come back from an 03 defeat. So we're mainly talking about can the Mavericks win four straight against the Warriors? And I just, I don't know, I'm not ready to have that conversation. Maybe they will. Who knows? Um, <laughs> and it, it, it's just sort of challenging because you, you see the elements of what work and what could they do again? I had a friend of mine in a basketball group chat ask me, it's like, does this come down to Dorian and Reggie Bullock not being good enough as the wings? And I said, absolutely not. This comes down to the fact that after Dorian and Reggie, there's not anybody else. Yes. Because I think like, I was so frustrated with Dorian in this game. But as I've, I've let it pass, I'm just kind of over it because He's played so well for so long and has played so far above what I thought was possible from him. He's allowed to have a couple of bad games, because he has. He's like he's looked like like second year Dorian Finney Smith. Like uh, he, it's okay to say that. Like uh, it doesn't mean I think he's terrible. It's like the war, like the Mavericks. It doesn't invalidate
2: here. what he's done. Yes,
1: the, the Warriors have really just sort of exposed the fact that they're tired, et cetera, and things we've already talked about. I mean, the areas that I, I am, you know curious about and how we build from here is we started off last postseason with uh, uh season with jason kidd getting hired and him talking about luca not using the paints enough hated that analogy then hated it now because a lot of what jason kidd says does not match what dallas does it's like he says all the right things that they need to attack the rem that they need to shoot less threes blah 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 blah, blah to like kind of beat the narrative but then they go out and they shoot a lot of threes, and Luca has the ball all the time, so, so that's the roster <laughs> right, that's the roster, so it's a question of do they want to do like it's like okay does does Luca want to do something different? Do they need to do something different with Luca? That's kind of the the off season question I think it's ahead of us, and I think the answer is maybe probably, but outside of like Luca maybe learning to work a little bit off ball more. And the Mavericks may be utilizing more Luca Brunson sets. I'm not really sure what all this means because after Brunson and then to a lesser degree, Dinwiddie, all three of them play iso ball. And it's gotten the Mavericks really far. And to act like when Luca's not on the floor, they don't play the same way, I think is not understanding how, they're, how they've gotten here. Am I wrong about that?
2: No, I mean Brunson had a what a thirty-three usage rate. I mean not as high that's not as high as Lucas, but, but that's I mean a, like, that's a question not far. of
1: possessions over yeah. you know, it's like like you add four possessions to somebody's, you know, right. to somebody's holster over the course of the game and they probably go their usage rate goes up by six percent. It's like what are we right. doing?
2: Right. I mean it's <laughs> It's not like when Luca was out, Dorian and Bullock were running like pick and rolls and doing yeah, like, yeah it's you not, know, it, it was still it was Brunson and Dinwiddie handling all of the ball handling duties and and making plays and passing out just to with the spot guys they
1: each have different ball handling and attacking styles, but they all three get high usage and so i'm I'm a little curious as to what the answer ought to be because. It's not that I disagree with it. I really – I'm okay if, if someone can give me a, a better answer of, of what ought to happen. I mean, the, the dirty little secret that no one seems to want to talk about is all the, all, all the cutting and the stuff the Mavericks did those first 25 games where we were talking about how grimy their offense was, that went away. It went away. Did you see any cutting in these previous four games? Dorian had one back cut for a layup. I've not seen any of that stuff. Am I crazy?
2: No, you're not crazy. But I mean, that's again, that's the they're all spot up guys. And mm-hmm. the thing I saw, some – I can't remember who said this on Twitter. I was I'm sorry to keep just making points off Twitter, but um, someone you know Bullock is the only with with Hardaway hurt. Bullock's the only movement shooter uh, on the roster. I mean, so it's not even just that Finney Smith uh, and Bullock and Kleba are are spot up guys. I mean Bertans is one too, but he just doesn't play enough. Uh because he's not, you know, he, he's just more of a bit player. But you know, like Finney Smith isn't a guy that's gonna be you're running off screens and, and running a bunch because he's I mean, yep. one, it's not a skill set. And two, he, you know, he can't do that with his defensive workload, which is why it's a miracle that Bullock can do it at all. Yep. But that's why you see games like you see tonight um you know maxi is a spot up guy uh i mean even brunson and and dinwiddie those guys are great with the ball in their hands but i mean i'm not you know we talk about lucas off ball uh work like are, are 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 those two guys cutting and running off down screens and and, and pin downs and stuff like that like no because they're they're primary point guard uh lead guards so they desperately need you know some more movement shooting and and some more dynamic players that can attack closeouts. Because, again, I just keep looking at the Warriors and everyone in their starting lineup besides Looney, like you could reliably trust with them catching the ball in a closeout, attacking and making either a simple read or scoring at the basket with Clay, uh, Wiggins, Green, Steph. And then you go to their bench and they have a guy like that in pool. With the Mavericks, you only got three of those guys. Um, And it drops off tremendously past that. So they just need to find a way to add some – another two-way guy a guy that can still play defense hold his own but also uh attack closeouts uh because they just don't have enough of those guys i think and the ones that they do have all play the exact same position yep. um mm-hmm. so that hurts uh another thing is like they gotta like we gotta have a talk about the mavericks center rotation with powell and kleba and i feel like this series is gonna you know ramping up the uh you know, deafening chance for trading for Gobert or, or trying to finagle a way to get DeAndre Ayton this summer, and, and I can understand it when it because it's it's just so bad. It's so bad, um, but but they, the Mavericks don't necessarily need that, but. Boy, do they need a big that can make Kevon Looney not look like 2006. It's
1: so ridiculous. to. I just said this this in the Hardwood Proxism group chat where it's like, it's incredible to go through Rudy Gobert and DeAndre Ayton only to get owned by Kevon
2: Looney. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's crazy. Uh, Well,
1: it goes to say, like, like, look, I don't want to get. I am very, I'm very like the Mavericks have been out rebounded. This is according to StatMuse by 140 boards over the playoffs. They have played the math game to the finest and they've gotten here, but Dwight Powell is just out there getting cardio. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, let me just be petty for a moment. I'm going to go. I bet between Powell and Maxi over three games, the two of them have combined for less than 15 rebounds. Let's go see if that is true. Dwight Powell has seven rebounds in the Western Conference Finals. Maxi Kleba has eight. Fifteen. Fifteen, exactly. In three games. They're starting centers. And I don't want to say that's the difference because it doesn't feel like it throughout the series, but it was the difference tonight where the Warriors got 18 second chance points to the Mavericks four.
2: Yeah, and it's not just the rebounds. Look at the. Both of them, each of them, have six total points this series. I mean, they both each have offers too. Like you just, mm-hmm. you can't have guys that play that. Like Maxi played twenty five minutes and didn't score a point. Like there, there, are times when I'm looking at like these box scores of the Mavericks for losing, and I'm like, how did they get here? Because yeah. like the Ross, the talent disadvantage is just so evident. Like they just, they have so many games where guys that they they have to rely on just, rely on yeah. it's it's not just like oh they had a bad game and they scored like nine or, or 11 points like their bad games are like oh for six zero points and like you just can't survive zero points i mean their two centers combined for you know a little over 30 minute like 33 minutes three points and six re- like it, it I know raw box score production is not always the, the best way to look at the game uh, sometimes, but man, when it's that bad and like, it's just hard to overlook it. Like, uh, I just, I feel like a lot this series, you know, Looney, you know, is a solid player, but the, the Warriors are just getting, you know, carving up the Mavericks by beating him off the dribble. And he's benefited from a lot of dump offs. Like, I don't want to necessarily say like Looney is a better rim runner than Pal. No, but like, the, the,
1: the rim run, like, like, the free, easy points were why Powell helped make a difference for two years, you know, where it was like his justification for being on the court. And he can't do that now. He can't rim run. Rim runs basically been taken away. I, I, I don't know. I yeah. feel bad. I just I feel bad.
2: Yeah. When those guys set screens, it's just the defense doesn't care. Um. Then why would they? And that's just really difficult. This is a
1: slightly different thing. I don't know if you can explore this in the coming days, but one of the things I've not understood whatsoever, Andrew Wiggins does a really good job recovering and getting over the top of screens. What I'm curious about is why Luca doesn't attack on that switch quicker, more often. Number two, why they've not targeted Pool almost at all? They've not like Pool is a horrendous defender, and they just keep letting him live. And I don't know why. And now we're kind of dipping back into the specifics of this game. Like the Mavericks got – like the Mavericks – the reason I bring it up is the Mavericks have won the margins of specific battles over and over again in the playoffs. And against the Warriors, they have lost two of their three games, meaning probably game one uh, where things got sideways. No, no, no. Yeah, game one and game three in specific to me because – they stopped, like, like they weren't able to, to, to execute in those specific margins in ways that mattered.
2: <sighs> I don't know. Maybe no, we should just stop talking <laughs> about it. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Uh, this was a game that I felt, you know, again, uh, pro- the offense, if you're just... The Mavericks aren't going to win a game shooting 29% from three against this Warriors team, and considering the looks they got. And it's so weird. It's it, You're right about it. It felt like game one. Like, the the missed shots just cascade down into everything because, like, they just can't play. You can't play this Warriors team and give them the transition opportunities that they get when with all these missed threes. Like, you just can't do it. Uh, even as good as the Mavericks defense has been, it's just, oof, Like, you just can't do it. And, I, and another thing, like, you're trying to, the Warriors, the, the the speed at which the Warriors, like, do things is so impressive compared to, like, you know, you just talked about how Luka can kind of take a little bit of time before he, like, attacks a switch or does a lot of sizing up. And there's kind of a little bit of plotting, even if it does end up working. And, man, the Warriors are just, I mean, they're a team that knows what they need to do and they do it. And it's just, it's tough. They're They're, I mean. This is, I mean, this is a core that won seventy three games. You know, without Kevin Durant, like the Steph, Clay, Draymond trio, when healthy and surrounded by like at least two or three capable role players, like that team won seventy three games. So uh, maybe we sh- maybe we should have shouldn't have been as surprised at this result, uh, considering that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to go write a piece, and then I'm going to host a green room, and then I'm going to start off my week in a really grumpy mood.
2: (laughs) Sounds good.
1: We play game four, Tuesday night, 8 o'clock, Central on TNT, where we get to hear war criminal Reggie Miller continue. um continue to just do what he does though I wouldn't be shocked cuz he's, he's he gives me like strong wrestling commentator vibes where I wouldn't be shocked if he comes out like full force in favor of the Mavs because like no one wants this to be a sweep it's not good for anybody's money like the more playoff games the more money there is for people like that's right. a real that's a real thing so mm-hmm. Well, we'll be back. I don't know. Check the site. Doyle Raider is currently trying to write something, and he Doyle is a reporter. Um, and when he puts on his columnist hat, he apparently he he like, I, I, and I do not mean this as an insult, but he is he is channeling his inner Tim Callishaw at the moment, and and I got to see if we can maybe hold him back until after the series is over. He has a take. Josh, you're gonna die once you read his comments. I'm I'm cracking up. Um. <laughs> Yeah, we'll have stuff. You know, we'll see. We're all a little tired. We're all a little stretched then. We have a pretty big staff at Mavs Moneyball, but, you know, most of us, you know, it's like when Josh went to a wedding. We don't, like, like, we weren't being negative. It's just, like, Western Conference Finals was not really, like, who would have thought this would be an option? So it's like we all planned life stuff. So it's like we're all just kind of, like, ran ragged. So we'll see what we do. Josh, you have a good night, everybody. Have a better start to your week, and we will talk in a few days. Just go to cars.com.
0: It's magical.
2: I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast.